Hi, this is Lacey. This is Jason. From Bourbon House, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. All right, fellow babies, and now it's time to go to our live remote man on the scene at the Pinedale Shopping Mall for the big WKRP turkey giveaway. So take it away, Les Nessman. This is Les Nessman, your man on the scene here at the Pinedale Shopping Center where the excitement is mounting. We're here to witness the big WKRP turkey Thanksgiving giveaway. Hey, you got permission to be out here? What? You're blocking my store here, buddy. Don't you know who I am? Huh? I'm Les Nesman. I won the Buckeye Newshawk Award last year. <laughs> Good for you, Buckeye. Now get out of my doorway. I'm sorry. Creep. <laughs> so far, so good, huh? I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments, there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now, the crowd is... The crowd is, uh, curious, but well-behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into the parking area. And, oh yes, I can see it now. It's a, it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh, happy thing. W-K-R-P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen, what a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plumbing to, to the earth from only 2,000 feet into the air. No parachutes yet. Can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! This went to the windshield of a parked car! running around pushing each other? Oh my goodness! Oh, the humanity! Oh, people are running about. Uh, the turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement. I don't know how much longer the, the crowd is running for their lives. I think I'm going to step inside. I can't stay out here and watch this any longer. No, I can't go in there. Children are searching for their mothers and, oh, not since the Hindenburg tragedy has there been anything like this. I don't know how much longer I can hold my position here, Johnny. The crowd... Les, Les. Les, are you there? Les isn't there. <clears throat> Thanks for that on-the-spot report, Les. Just tuned in. The Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkeys. Film at 11. God is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. 
All right, man, you know where you're at. Happy Thanksgiving. We are recording on Black Friday. Jerry's out uh. shopping. He's in the mess right now. He couldn't do this. He, A humble Thanksgiving from uh, Jerry and Namuga Fruger, who is the new co-host with us. Uh, as you saw in the BS sessions on Thursday when he passed out at the end of the show, he's like, we're going Mooger. Yeah. He was sleeping at the end. I don't know if we bored him or he just passed out. <laughs> uh. You're probably going to think we bored him. <laughs> I'm probably going to think it was me and, and you just had um, bad vision that day. Oh, I remember when you passed out during podcast, and I go, Lee, yeah. Lee, where are you? And I had to wait like 20 minutes to wake you up, and then we restarted. Huh, that's weird. Yeah. I thought that, that you were still online um, do, recording it while I was asleep. Or Hank, well, that would be, you did snore a couple times, but I, no, I paused it when, when I couldn't, when you weren't answering, so I just paused the recording, and when <laughs> I finally got you back, okay, this is where we left off, Mr., uh, pass out <laughs> oh. okay yeah all right man so today i thought we always do something special on the holidays we do a holiday message and stuff on the holidays like christmas and thanksgiving i just wanted to tell you all happy thanksgiving and i love you ian wadley <laughs> i want to see if that motherfucker's listening ian rules he will be on a sammy hagar episode coming up so I don't know when this motherfucker, he has, he has he has a real podcast to deal with. He doesn't have to slum it with us. But uh, that's cool, man. Hey, do you know the Mooger Fruger, man? He's he's the new co-host, man. Oh, I, um, yeah, I've talked with him. Yeah, man, he, he he's awesome, man. He kept saying sorry to me, sorry to me for passing out. It won't happen again, sir. And I go, dude, that was comedy gold. What are you talking about? You're passing out on film. <laughs> I was like. That's amazing. I love that shit. I love real shit like that. It's like, you listen to Rock and Metal Combat Podcast when Ian passed out, Ralph passed out, Bill Wang passed out on their show. That was fucking funny as shit. You fucking passed out or you just hmm. hung up on me because you're pissed off. Or I, or I, or I pass gas. <laughs> All right, man. But uh, we're here to do seven bands that we are thankful for, man. But before I get into that, I, I need to ask your opinion on this, man. Isn't Armageddon when Hall Notes are fucking getting restraining orders against each other? Um, well, I found out about that. They're, they're not saying why. Um, I have no idea. I, I mean, I think it's weird, but it's like... It's not like a new thing, um, I mean, between people who just met. I mean, they've known each other for such a long time, so I don't know why they would do that. It's just a part of our picky world where whatever someone does, <laughs> um, like someone accidentally sneezes on someone's shirt, the next thing you know there's a restraining order because of germs or something like that, you know? So I... I think it's um, silly, but until I know why they're they're having that happen, I, you know, I I, I don't know what to say. I don't know, but I found out more because Daryl Hall does not want John Oates to sing his lyrics. He said, "You keep your lyrics out of your out of your filthy mouth." 
and I keep my lyrics out of your. And I said, "Whoa!" And they asked him. He said, huh. "So what's up with your partner, uh, John Oates?" And he goes, "He's not my partner." He said, "We're just business. We just have a business relationship." And I was like, "Damn, those guys came up so, together in Philly. What do you mean he's he not your partner?" Is he is he saying it's a restraining order against singing the music? Yes, he doesn't want him singing his songs. Oh, that's weird. I don't so know. I guess he could knock on his door and talk to him, but he just can't come singing any lyrics. Yeah, man. I don't that's, know. That's weird. Would you want to hear John sing Kiss on My List? Or Sarah Smile? Well, he had an okay voice. But come on, Daryl's like the, the voice of that band. When you think of Dar Do we ever think of Oats? Do we ever say, hey, man, I want to listen to Oats on Hall and Oats? No. Oh, what does he do? He didn't even play lead guitar. It was G.E. Smith. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying that I, I just think the whole thing's weird. I'm just saying, what did Oats do in Hall and Oats? Except look like a porn star with that mustache. <laughs> well, he wrote a few songs. I know, but it's like, when you listen to he Hall... Didn't... He didn't really write the good stuff, but but he did write songs. He, he didn't even play lead guitar. Like I said, it was G.E. Smith who played lead guitar. He was just sitting there going. It's so bell, like that. Bell, it's so bell, like the rock. group Frankie and Frankie goes to Hollywood. There was one guy who was in the band just because a lot of people thought he looked handsome, so he just was on stage just kind of doing this and just doing the dance moves, but he didn't actually play anything, but he was considered a member of the band because he had the look and he had the dance moves. It's it's like Jerome from freaking, uh, what is that, Morris Day in the Time. All he did was come up and give and make uh, freaking Morris Day look good on stage. He was like a yeah. band, you know? But yeah. he, I think he did play some Killer Cowbell and some Tambourine once in a while. But right. you know, you know more staying this motherfucking time, right? Yeah, yeah. Ice Cream Castle is a great album, but uh, fucking uh. a. But I'm just saying. Well, like, what's that dude? In, uh, uh F Flavor Flav. He was like the the hype man, but the guy did rap a little bit. He went yo 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 yo. You know, he did. Add, <laughs> yeah. He did add some flavor. I don't think John <laughs> Oates didn't. I'm just. I don't think he added flavor to Daryl. I don't, I think he was, it was like, if he went and see Hall and & Oates and, and Daryl Hall wasn't there, people would walk out. Nobody goes to, I think yeah. uh, Daryl Hall could play like, like arenas or, or sheds by himself. Yeah. But Daryl Hall, uh, Hall, Oates is going to play like a fucking like bar. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like LA Guns. That sucks. But Do you think that he would get even less people... Um, taking his concert tickets than Corey Feldman? Uh, probably. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather see John Oates and Corey Feldman. Uh, 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 yeah. Twice on, uh, like twice on Sundays, like Metal Mike says, man. Yeah. God, Dan, Corey Feldman, what a shit show. What a good <laughs> actor, man. I love his movies. Goonies, The Burbs. Yeah. He, he had like a... He gave flavor to the Burbs movie. He goes, I love my neighborhood. Watch this, the pizza dude's coming. The pizza he, he gave it a little flavor even though it was a Tom yeah. Hanks movie. And yeah. Harry Fisher was in there and Rick Dukerman was in there. You know, yeah. It was a cool fucking nobody likes that movie. It's like a dark comedy. 
that it's an amazing movie to watch. It's just like there's so many yeah. emotions going to that movie. Like they're paranoid, they're laughing, they're having fun. They're just yeah. it's like the like society today, man. We are paranoid yeah. of what's unknown. Like new neighbors move in and they're not coming out of the house or not seeing it yeah. come out at night and the whole neighborhood is just watching those new neighbors which they had a good yeah. thing to do because they became evil people at the end they were killing people and burying bodies and taking skulls yeah. and shit so but uh mm -hmm. sometimes paranoia is good but sometimes that's how society is today man we're paranoid of what what we don't don't know you know we just yeah why don't we go check this out real quick to see if it see if they are cool you know let's go see check this and they did and they were even more creepier when they went and knocked on the door <laughs> yeah they came in and who's that one dude he was the nazi and uh get smart the actor don adams no the nazi the bad guy in chaos oh i don't know dude he was on uh that i, mean, I don't know his name he was on laughing too oh um um frank rowan no dick martin no oh artie johnson artie johnson you know the gray hair guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was in that movie. He was the creepy dude. Huh. Yeah. You ever seen The Burbs? No. What? Yeah, That's I a, haven't. That is a Lee movie, dude. You like okay. it. Okay. It, it's fucking... They even have the dude in there from, uh, you know, Lu the Lucy show? The guy... The, the guy... The, 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 um... Like, like the, the old guy, Fred? Yeah, I, no, not Fred Mertz. The Lucy show, where she had that guy, you know, oh. Lucy, uh, you know, like the antagonist. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't remember who he is, but, yeah. Yeah, he's in there, because he gets, they think the Klopex killed him in that movie. I don't want to ruin mm. it for you, because he disappears, yeah. and, there, and her his dog, Precious, is running around, and he loved that dog. Yeah. Why are yeah. You? There it goes. All right, got yeah, all I'm, yeah, I was looking for some, but, 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 if, but I'll be like this, hey, I have to go somewhere for a second. All right, but we're okay. Recording. I'm back. You're not on video. <laughs> oh, really? All right, man. But uh, I just want. I'm just gonna say, Hall Notes, get your shit together. We're tired of old men fighting. We're tired of David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar having this little fucking war. David Lee Roth says, "I'm gonna come," and then David Lee Roth and then Sammy Hagar goes, "Fuck off." Fuck that shit, man. Let why David did, come why up, did he man. do that? Huh? Why did he do that? Especially when on Howard Stern, he said that he could come. I know, and David said, let's do it. And what does he do? You know you, you know how much I love Sammy's music, but personality-wise, I'd hang out with David more than Sammy, even though Sammy is the booze king. But David mm. is right. He is the party, but Sammy does throw a good party. But I'd rather hang out with somebody who fucking knows how to party. <laughs> you mm. see what I'm saying? It's like, I love both yeah. of them, man. I love David. I love the six-pack. I love a different kind of truth. I love Sammy solo, but Sammy and David have made a lot of clunkers solo. Fucking living it up was horrible. Nine on a ten scale, and another album that Ian Wally will come on for, uh -huh. which is gonna be a fucking shit show up <laughs> album. But man, let's yeah. get into what we're thankful for, man. Again, yeah. happy Thanksgiving to all you listeners out happy there. Thanksgiving. I'm gonna say before I get into the bands that I'm thankful, I'm gonna get yeah. real here. I'm thankful mm -hmm. for Charles Trainer for being on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for you, Lee, being on the podcast. You are the longest co-host, six, yeah. six, almost seven years with you, dude. It's like yeah. I was going through co-hosts like water before you came in, but mm -hmm. you were guesting since the beginning. So yeah. 
You were and on I there almost one occasionally. Yeah, you. So were... so so I'm I'm sort of half still. Yeah, you're part of the family, dude. Whenever you yeah. say, "Hey, Mark, I want to come on," you come on whenever you want. Charles has that same thing. So yeah, you know, Charles, man, we love you. Thank you for your service to the podcast and to this country. And uh, I'm yep. just gonna say, you fucking rule. And if you ever do your podcast, I will be there to help you. And I know Lee will mm. too. So mm -hmm. we're there. And I'm thankful for Jerry Supe. Thank you for being on this show. Thank you to the Mooger Fuger. Uh, thank you for, uh, I'm going to say it. Without Terrence Reardon, I would not be podcasting. He taught me how to edit. He taught me how to do things. He even put up the first episode. I don't want to be your friend. Don't get this mixed up. But I thank you for helping me get started. Uh, and Ian wants to bring you on the Sammy Hagar episode for some reason. I have no idea. He says I'll get ratings, but uh, uh, I don't know, dude. I just wish, I would, I just wish I would all this drama would just... Hearing it. Huh? I would be interested in hearing it if, if the three of you were on together. God, now i got to... i got to make sure if Ian is joking, because I will bring Terrence if Ian wants him on. He needs to tell me that it's not just a joke because Ian keeps bugging, get Terrence, you know. But you know what? The dude, I think he talks out of his ass sometimes, but he has a good heart. That's about it. I talk out of my ass a lot, so I understand that. But hmm. the stuff you said about certain stuff, I can't get along with. And dude, I hope you have a great podcast. You do better numbers than me. You fucking rule on that shit. But uh, fuck this. I'm thankful. Do you, what are you thankful? I, oh, I'm also thankful for my wife, number one and foremost. Thankful for my wife, my mother-in-law, and my job, and the friends I have at my job. You guys all fucking rule. Lee, are you thankful for anything besides these bands? Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm thankful for getting out of California, and I'm thankful for the, the different apps that I can use that can finally make my music sound like real bands as much as I can. And I'm thankful for um, my ability to still do music. And I'm thankful for my friends and for, um, you know, um, good food and all of that. I'm thankful for the the liquor store still being open. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> thankful for the cafes that are not um, never within 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So I'm I'm thankful for all of them, dude. I went into my liquor store to get a bottle, get a get a twelve pack of beer for the people who drink beer here. I don't drink that much mm -hmm. beer, so yeah. and, and then I I just stocked up on my whiskey. They haven't had El Evan Williams in a while because they're trying they're mm. fighting with the distributor because they want to charge him two dollars more. I told mm. the owner yesterday, dude, I'm okay with paying two dollars more. I just want to buy it from here and not at Stater Brothers. Stater Brothers is twenty one ninety nine. You make that shit twenty one ninety nine. I'm fine with it, as long as I mm. I support a local business. He gave me a shot of tequila. We both did a shot of tequila yesterday. I thought that was fucking cool. That's man. cool. Yeah, because I support them. Oh, you know how I always say, don't buy whiskey and don't buy alcohol in plastic bottles. Mm. Guess what? I had the last two times because I don't want to go to Stater Brothers. You got the wanna, plastic bottles. I bought fucking black velvet in a plastic bottle because it's mm. 1999 well that with that the, the problem with that is the actual stuff in the bottle not the plastic bottle itself 
it gives it a certain flavor. It's like you remember when you used to drink Coke out of a, a glass bottle, and then they went to the yeah, bottle? yeah, a different flavor. Yes, yes. You can, so, so, you yeah. can taste it. It's well, like, I mean, it's, um, black velvet. Um, last time I had it, it was okay, but um, the first time I had it, I was like, um, I don't even want to explain how it tasted. Like it just tasted like I was at some weird party with a bunch of, um, um, like, no good nicks, and I took someone's, yet someone's bottle of something, and I, and I drank, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what did he put in here? Kind of like that. Uh, I'm I'm telling you the first weird stuff. I don't know why I like whiskey so much. I, I went to rum for years. Rum was my drink. Mm. I just got tired. Rum prices kept going up and up and up. Whiskey yeah. prices stayed around the same, so that was cool. Because yeah. now they have all these special rums like Kraken and fucking... I'll just take the Captain Morgan now. Captain Morgan's cool for me. Yeah. But uh, I'm cool like too. sitting here. Uh, the first time I bought, I got really fucking wasted, was on a huge Costco bottle of Black Velvet. Okay, oh, I was drinking at my friend's house, we're in the garage playing pool, sitting there, and, and this is the first time that I realize when people throw up, it doesn't oh, go down. Keep talking, I'll be right back, I spill my water. Oh, God. Hold on. Okay, so the first time I got drunk was off the Black Velvet Whiskey, man, Costco bottle, huge fucking bottle. The kind I buy now from the liquor store, 1.75 ounces. So, uh... I'm, I'm like there, I'm drinking. I realize that the movies are true because when you throw up, it doesn't go down. It goes straight when you're drunk. So I'm like running out because I'm so fucking wasted. And I'm just at this bush at my friend's house. I'm like, and it's just going like a fucking fire hose straight into the bush. <laughs> and I go, oh shit. And then I passed out and I went under the car and passed out for some reason. I crawled under the car. And pass out, and I wake up with a fucking twelve pack of beer on my head. So my friends are paying, play, fucking with me when I was passed out. You motherfuckers! Mm. I stole that chili pepper CD because of that, though. <laughs> From them. Mm. <laughs> All right, man. I'm just talking about. I'm drinking whiskey out of a plastic bottle and whatever, because mm. I'm supporting local business. I'm not supporting corporate shit. Even though Stater Brothers here is a local market and it's it has a lot of stores and they're building new ones, but they're not like. Mm-hmm. Roger. <laughs> so, but let's get into our seven bands we're thankful for, Lee. What's your number seven, brother? Okay, my number seven. Um, wait a minute. I have to open up my. I think I think, think, you, I, I, think I remember. It's isn't it Queen's Clearwater Revival? Yes, Queen's Clearwater. Oh, why are you thankful oh, nah. for them, man? Um, I'm I'm thankful for them. Well, first of all, I'll say. Thankful is a weird word. I, I don't necessarily feel thankful for groups, except for maybe one. But but I am thankful in the sense that back in the fourth grade, um, there was, uh, in our school, there was this album that everyone kept hearing. And I didn't know what it was, but I saw that the cover was really trippy and cool. And I said, that's probably a really cool album, and I want to have, I, I'd like to hear it or know what it is. And then I got 
Queen's Kura Revival's Bayou Country, and then when I saw it, I saw the back cover, and I didn't pay attention to the front cover. Then when I finally turned it around, I saw it, oh, that's the album that I wanted, and so I actually had it. So that happened a few times. There were times when um, I was in a record store or a CD store, and they were playing a song, and I went, wow, that's really good. I wish I had that album, and then I realized I already did. So that's why I was thankful is because of that album. All right, man. So I'm going to get into my number seven band. Uh-huh. Cheap Trick. I love this band. This band taught me what a vocalist should sound like. Robin Zander is a god a fucking vocalist this guy can still bring it now in his 70s what he's i think he's in the 70s maybe late 60s i'm not gonna look it up but uh rick uh -huh. nielsen fucking jokester killer guy can play <laughs> they don't take themselves too fucking seriously which is amazing they'll fucking yeah. play they'll open up for anybody they are the most humblest band i've ever seen yeah. act in my life and Bun E. Carlos, you are amazing. I do like Dax also. But I'm mm -hmm. thankful for you guys being around. And I'm thankful to seeing you guys live. Because you showed me what a rock band should be. They don't care about what people think about them. They just do their own thing. Right on. So what's your number six, Lee? Oh, my number six, I got... All right. It would be Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And that's because um, I... I um, saw their first album in, in a store, and I went, wow, I'd love to have that, and then I got that album. And um, I think that we already might have had the one with Neil Young called Deja Vu, but the first album, it just looked cool. They were in the front with the couches and stuff. It looked like it would be a really hip album. And it is a hip album. It's, it's, it's hip in certain ways. It's like if you're like a heavy rocker who wants to get like totally high off your gourd and listen to really trippy feedback heavy rock then no it won't do that but if you're still that guy who likes the trippy psychedelic music and you want something a little more mellow with a few rocking songs on it it's your thing you know it's it's a pretty good album it's it's got a good balance and um it's it was sort of like their chance of doing what they wanted to do outside of the bands that they had been in before so it was kind of like it was maybe sort of an experiment but it was an experiment gone right for a while because they they lasted some time so i'm i'm grateful for crosby stills and nash because of the first album did that affect you musically? Um, I liked hearing it. Um, I, it, it did that. That group didn't affect me much as far as, um, well, maybe a little tiny bit lyrically, but but no, not not really. They they were just more a band that I liked hearing. Yeah, a band that we never got to review with us, and if we ever do that, you will be on that episode because. Uh, but okay. I'm, I would pick with Young. I, mm -hmm. I because of Young, I got into that band. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I went back and I listened to the older stuff. And I, you know me, Lee, I love harmonies. If you don't yeah. like harmonies, then you don't want to listen to Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Hmm. Because they have one of the most amazing three-part harmony. And when Neil came in, it got a little better for me. I'm just saying, fucking great. Their politics, fucking shit that out of your ass. Who cares? <laughs> listen to the fucking music. Listen to the yeah. fucking great harmonies of that band, man. Yeah. They are amazing harmonizing. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's like, I don't know. I compare them to all those great bands that can harmonize. Like fucking Jefferson Airplane were pretty good at it back then also. Uh, even the Doors had some good harmony there. But yeah. we've got three-part harmony here. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'm going to dare I compare them to Huey Lewis and the News when they do a cappella. These guys could do that, too. And I think this band yeah. has a huge yeah. influence on, besides those Jewwalkers, on Huey Lewis and the News. So Yeah. All right, man. So then I get to my number six. And if you guys know me, I always say the two bands that got me into rock and roll was the Beatles. And Foreigner. Mm -hmm. So before I talk about why Foreigner I'm thankful for, let's play a song by them because I did pick a song by them. One of my mm -hmm. favorite songs of all time by Foreigner, Blue Morning, Blue Day on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
Okay, man, that was Blue Morning, Blue Day, man. What a great fucking song. Three cups of coffee and I can't give a bit. Mm. One went down last night. You tell me you love me. Mm. You tell me goodbye. You say you might send a letter. But honey, don't telephone because I won't be alone because I want someone to make me feel better. And that harmony, Blue Morning, Blue Day. Won't you see things? Lyrically speaking, that is a fucking masterpiece song. The first tape I ever had was Double Vision. Hmm. This song, Lonely Children, Double Vision. And then I went back and listened to the first album, which we reviewed on this podcast, Foreign mm -hmm. Foreigner. My God. The band, lyrically, musically, were firing on all fucking cylinders. How could you not like Foreigner? Why is Foreigner Lou Graham? One of the greatest vocalists of all time. God dang. He is in my top two. I love Foreigner. I love it with Kelly. They made the songs, the songs. Just read the fucking lyrics of Lou Graham and Mick Jones writing fucking songs. They are amazing songwriters. They can rock out. They can play riffs. I liked them better when they were uh, like a five piece. But when mm -hmm. it went down to four, which is about four and or four, fucking great album also. <laughs> Just like, this band is in my yeah. DNA. I love this fucking band. Without them, maybe I wouldn't have got into harder rock because they had those riffs. You know, even the Beatles did harder rock, but Foreigner, so I just used to take Foreigner and the Beatles with the cassette and with that little tape recorder cassette player, play it. With my friends, we walk around singing "Lonely Children on the Run." That rip, dum dum dum. Fucking a, what a great band! I love Foreigner, man, and mm. Lou Graham still sounds good live, even though he looks like a hobbit. <laughs> so mm -hmm. then we we get to another band that we have reviewed on this here podcast, mm -hmm. which is your number five, Lee. Yeah, it's Sons of Champlin. And I'm grateful for them because, well, I met um, four of the members, hung out with one of them. Another one went to school or knew my, you know, brother and stuff. And um, and their music was good. And they were one of the first bands from our town who I heard when I was like about... Um, I was about maybe three or four when I heard the album um, part of it loosen up naturally. A friend of my brother's, um, his name was Roger Phelps, and I remember I was just a tiny little kid and I was um, walking in, in my brother's um, room and, and Roger came and he said, you're now going to hear the best album in rock ever made. And this was around 1968, so it's it, it was before a lot of other albums were made. So um, that that was what he said, and and I remember hearing something. I was like, oh wow, that's cool. And then later I got a copy of it. But um, it's 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 a it's a cool band, and I've seen them about three or four times, um, and they were and offshoots of the band with members who used to be in them. I've seen about three or four concerts of those people. So I've seen them quite often. 
and um, Bill Champlin was in the band, and um, yeah, after he left Chicago, he went back with the Sons and did a concert that I saw. So, um, you know, they're still doing some stuff. They're they're doing stuff more like in Petaluma area, you know, um, like in maybe the back um, lot of a car repair place. But they're still doing stuff, and um, you know, so um, they're not like they were, because um, the guitarist. He, he kind of left for a while and he comes back and leaves because of, well, certain issues he, he might have, but um, they're, still, they're still doing music and I'm, I'm thankful for a group like that who's more like a little bit more interesting than some regular typical rock groups. And so that's my number five. And that's a good band because we did review that album and I quite enjoyed it. And, yeah. And my the, favorite, the one, I, I love yeah, the one, in Chicago one, also. So. Yeah. The album that, that we, we reviewed, um, I picked that one because the bassist who I had hung out with, he said it was his favorite. So I kind of picked that out respect to him. Didn't he like comment on that? Um, no, because um, by the time that we did that um, review, I haven't been able to find him online or anything. I mean, I know physically where he lives, and if I wanted to ever, like, um, mail him something in the mail if he was still there, that's one thing. But um, he, he seemed to have just not have any kind of internet presence whatsoever. And I'm no longer in California, in that area, so, you know, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, no, um, they, um, I haven't, I haven't actually been in contact with any of the members since, since some time. Yeah, man, that, that's a good band, Bill Chaplin is awesome. Then I get to my uh, number five, which, if, again, if anybody knows me, Duran Duran was my favorite band. That was the first band I picked as my favorite. Before <clears throat> Rush, before the Beatles, before any of these bands. And then the second band that's on my list was my second favorite band. And then it goes to my first favorite band that will always be my favorite band of all time now. But uh, <clears throat> my number five is Duran Duran thankful for this band like watching planet earth videos mm -hmm. watching them they, they, they look silly you know they were new romantics they, they, they had a lot of makeup on but the music and nick rhodes with those keyboards like can people make fun of that dude that dude is a fucking genius he's a musical genius watch uh behind the meat uh the making of rio listen to how he came up with some of those keyboard things that made the song that everybody wrote around his parts because they were so good he had that that real that keyboard party doesn't or hungry like the wolf you know that guitar riff came because of nick rhodes keyboards man that guy fucking rules i love this band i've seen them live lately and they still bring it i love their new album 
I love how they redid some songs, and I love how Andy Taylor is on 90% of that album. That's <clears> awesome. <throat> they brought Andy Taylor to play some old, some, play some riffs, some new riffs, some new stuff. He, they redid Nightboat. I like this version of Nightboat way better than the original, and I love the original. But it's <clears> updated <throat> for the time, and, and but they didn't sound, they don't, they sound like Duran Duran. They don't sound modern. Oh, okay. They just sound, Simon LeBond, dude. I love the vocals, man. But that's my fifth yeah. favorite band, and we get to your fourth, um, Lee. Yeah, um, I would say the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Um, um, technically, for me, it, it's it's more just Jimi Hendrix. Period. But he was in the Experience, and the stuff that I liked the best was from the Experience. And the reason I'm thankful for him is just because of the songs that he did if you ever see him when he was on um he it's like i i i forget which version it was but um i think it was from the atlanta pop version i'm not sure but um he did um message to love and it was on this album, which was the best of the 70s album, rock stuff. And, and um, it's, it's really, really powerful. It's like one of the coolest things that you can hear, the guitar and the work. And then the stuff that he did with the Hendrix Experience, the, the three albums. And even though I don't like all of Electric Ladyland, because I think that some of it is is them just sort of jamming and not really getting into the groove. The best songs on that album are still good, and his first two and some of the other stuff that he did that got released after he died is like um like some of the coolest, trippiest, good vibe rock that you can hear and um even the stuff that he did with curtis knight which was more it's 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 still heavy but it's more heavy like if the well he also was with the isley brothers for for a while imagine the isley brothers with but with some feedback jamming guitar on it Ooh. that that that's that 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 was how his real early stuff was and that's that to me that stuff is classic even though people haven't heard it because it was so old but um but it's still um some people say that the stuff that he did with curtis knight that jimmy did all of the instruments except curtis knight did the vocals and i'm not a hundred percent sure about that but it would not surprise me because the songs are really strong and I would rather hear a bad Hendrix album than a good album by a group that I didn't like any day of the week. And yep. so, so Jimi Hendrix is one of my top. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to say we did an episode on the Jimi Hendrix experience debut album, right? Um, I think so. And guess what? It has 56 downloads. Huh. Nobody wants to hear that episode. 
And Charles even brings it up because I keep bringing it. It pisses me off. That's one of our best episodes. And only 56 people heard it. And then we get fucking the shags over like 100 downloads. How is the shags better than Jimi Hendrix? I think I think that people are... Here's the thing that I'm thinking. People just want to hear what they think will be us doing some kind of blah, 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 blah. We want to do they, shit we like too, man. We don't yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, they're probably thinking uh, they're only going to talk about what they like. I, I mean, screw them, you know. I, I want to talk about what I like. I mean, I don't mind talking about what I don't like. If, if, if a group is so bad that's going to get me angry and yell, then hey, that can be fun too. But I, 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 I don't want that to be the only thing we do. I want us to I, be able to do what we want. We got 238 downloads for the Beatles Red and Blue. We got like ACDC. We got over 100. We got over, we get great num numbers for our show. We get like 300 yeah. for Guns N' Roses. That Kiss Crazy Nights got a lot of... Ep Kiss episodes always do well because you guys are a bunch of nerds. But uh, fucking 56 downloads for the first album by Jimi Hendrix is unfathomable to me. I, I don't understand this. Jimi Hendrix is one of the greats. And you guys aren't downloading that episode? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> God, you hear um, Lee Lee's review. Listen, to, this is one of his favorites of all time. You should hear him gush about Jimmy on that episode, man. Yeah. In fact, I'll probably listen to that album after we're done again because it's such a good album. You know, it just, it's 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 in it's in mono, kind of. I mean, not really. It's it's in like panning we, stereo, we like, but, but it's like still mono, good. But we still like it. It's it's still a great album because of the way that he plays. Yeah, man. So then I get to my number four. <laughs> and the reason for this is because I wouldn't have been into thrash metal. No Megadeth, no Exodus. I hate Slayer, so fuck Slayer. I'll mm -hmm. never get into Slayer. But Suicidal Tendencies went thrash too. Mm -hmm. Without hearing this Kill 'Em All album by Metallica, which I got into in 1987... Which that episode is doing well. It's not. It's like way over Jimi Hendrix again. But uh, Metallica, man, without them, they brought me into a harder edge of music. Without them, I probably wouldn't have liked Megadeth or Exodus, like I just said. Well, I did like Suicidal Tendencies because I liked that punk album, the first album, and I liked Lights, Camera, Revolution. But I think this is around the same time as Lights, Camera, Revolution, where I got into. I don't remember which one was first. But uh, I've always liked Suicidal. But maybe Suicidal... I should have picked a su fucking Suicidal Tendencies. Fuck, I didn't pick them. They are a fucking great band. So Metallica and Suicidal Tendencies are tied for number four. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, because Suicidal... I just started thinking about Metallica and Suicidal at the same time. Fuck, those bands rule. But then we get to your number three, man. The All Jackson right, my... Five, right? Yeah, yep. The, 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 the Jackson Five. Um... You might not know it because I, uh, the songs that I do um, are not necessarily what you would consider to be pop. But when I was a very, very young kid, and I mean a very young kid, 
about like six or seven, five or six or seven. Jackson Five was one of the groups that did the kind of music that I liked and made me want to do music. You know, um, I um, the the song ABC um, is a great song, and and the first album that that they did, um, well, their greatest hits is probably one of the very best. But um, the the first album that they did called Diana Ross presents the Jackson Five. She's not on the album, but since they were a new band. She figured that if she put her name as the person introducing them, people would buy it. And so that that's that's a good album. And that came out, I, I forget what year it was, but I was really, really young then. And um, that's, that's the kind of stuff that um, I liked. And um, the reason I put it over Jimi Hendrix was because even though I liked Jimi Hendrix a lot, and in some ways I, I might like hearing him more than the Jackson 5, but don't get me wrong, I'll still listen to them too. But for influence musically, I even had a songbook of the Jackson 5, and I played their music and they're great songs great melodically some of the best music you can hear some of the best written songs in in popular music you know and um and um i mean got to be there <coughs> when you hear it it sounds kind of like a wimpy ballad but but if you hear the melodies in it and, and just the, the way it's written, you're, you're going to get something online with I Left My Heart in San Francisco or, or Love is Blue or one of that stuff. And, and it's great stuff. So um, if, if you ever, you listeners out there ever want to hear, go with like the first couple albums. After that, uh, they, 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 they did more albums, but it's so like the producer kept shoving more material at them. And it depends. Some of the songs are good. Some of the songs are people were like, oh, can you put my song on the album? And it's like, well, okay. But the song might be kind of like a new item on a menu that is not as great as their traditional stuff. But... Yeah, the, 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 the first couple albums, and especially the Grace Hits album, those are classics to me. And that's why um, they're, they're a group that I'm grateful for, because they're part of the reason why I started to write music myself. Okay. All right, and you picked ABC by the Jackson 5. So here's ABC yep. by the Jackson 5 on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
That was ABC, man. That is a great band, man. And in fact, and they um, wrote their own stuff too, right? They weren't uh, like Backstreet Boys. Um, they had people who wrote stuff for them, but they wrote specifically for them. But um, the but later on in their career, they wrote some stuff. But while I was um, talking about them, I thought to myself, why didn't I pick ABC? <laughs> but then I realized I did pick ABC. Well, I let you go first, and then I played the song after. So that was cool. Yeah, but why I, I, I forgot that I picked it. <laughs> so so that's all I'm trying to say. So it's cool that I picked it, because it was like, why didn't I do that? Well, I did do it. Well, at least you didn't like, pick Ben. Um, I have some sense. Yeah, Ben is horrible. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> I don't like that song by you. <laughs> oh, um, God. Then we, uh, I, I don't blame you. Uh, and then we get to uh, my number three, which, like I said, Duran Duran was my first favorite band. But this band became my second favorite band. So right now, I'm going to play the song that got me into this band called I Don't Want to Know by Ario Speedwagon.
Okay, man, I was, I don't want to know. I saw the video on MTV. I've seen them before with MTV playing their High Infidelity concert. I saw them. But when hmm. I saw that video, it's like, it was a cool video. It's like the fucking angels yeah. and devils thing they did. And I heard that solo by Gary Richraff on that fucking song. I was yeah. like, it's like, my God, that guy could fucking play. It's like, and I'm sitting there as a kid going, I don't want to know how much you love me. I don't want to know how much you care. Yeah. It's like, I fucking, like, subdivisions with Rush. Like, yeah. Got, got to me because those lyrics, it's like, I was the fucking outsider. That's a song about an outsider. You say, fuck all you people who are trendy. Mm. And fucking, the first show, I live show I ever seen at 14 years old was the wheels are turning tour without Ario Speedwagon? I wouldn't go to live shows because I in wouldn't fact, know how good they were. In fact, since you mentioned being an outsider, why don't we sometime um, review an album by the Outsiders? I like that. I'm Ghost on the Beach. Um, no, I'm, I'm talking about the old group. Um, oh, with that's the, song. the Insiders. Oh, I was talking about the Insiders. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Time won't let me. You know that song? Time won't let me go. Or something like that? Yeah. It's like, ah, he has a str strong yeah. voice. Time won't let me. Yeah, I know that Time, song. Yeah, yeah. That's the outsiders. But, but the thing is, I saw Ariel Speedwagon live. And that made an addiction to see live shows because of that band. Oh. My second favorite band of all time. I love Ariel Speedwagon. I love them so much. I It's like my wife says, why do you always want to go see Ariel Speedwagon? Why do you always want to go see Ari Speedwagon? I'm going to get a little teared up right now. I got to... Well, you guys can't see me. That is the first concert my mother ever took me to see. And from then on, she tried to take me to so many concerts because I enjoyed that concert so much. She took me to see Yes, Big Generator, Bruce Springsteen, Tunnel of Love Tour, Pat Benatar like three times, Top 80 and Heartbreakers like four times. Uh, R.L. Speedwagon, every time they played, we saw them. It's like, my mom, and she, well, we she did take me to Errol Smith, uh, Permanent Vacation with Doc and opening for Back for the Attack. So this band has so many memories, it's tied to my mom. That's cool. R.L. Speedwagon is tied to my mom. It's the first show I've ever seen with her. And I'm so sad I lost her in 2004. And I'm thankful to have a mom that I had who cared yeah. about me. It's like, Mom, I'll clean the kitchen if you get me this cassette. She bought me Aria Speedwagon Wheels of Turning. And I said, Mom, they're playing the forum. Can we go? She went to a ticket agency because they sold out and bought me tickets to see Aria Speedwagon because I wanted to see them. And I got her into Aria Speedwagon. I got her into Survivor with the Vital Science album. It's mm. a special album to me with my mom. Uh, Survivor opened for R.S. Speedwagon. I saw the great Jimmy Jamerson sing live. What a fucking great That's cool. R.S. Speedwagon will always be in my heart. And fuck you, Kiss fans, for saying mm. R.S. Speedwagon sucks. I love that fucking movie, but I hate that line in that movie where the guy goes, It ain't R.S. Speedwagon, it's Kiss, man. Fuck! I love mm. R.S. Speedwagon more than Kiss, so fuck off, Kiss fans. That's my number three band well, of all on. time. No, I, I, I'm sorry. R.S. Speedwagon has special memories to me. And then we get to your number two, Lee. 
Yeah, my number two in my heart of hearts is the only band that I'm actually thankful for. But but I before can't... you're thankful for them, we got to play them. Okay. Right? All right. All or right. you want to but... play them after you talk? Uh, I, I'm only going to say first, but I have to pick them two because of timeline. Anyway, I'll mention the name of the group, The Monkeys. All right. So here's The Monkeys. Let's dance on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Let's dance on Oh baby, come on Let's dance on Until the dawn Have fun Till the music's all gone We've been dancing The Monkees, man, let's dance, and they are your yeah. second of all-time favorite band, man. Yeah, um, at the time, I was so totally into the Monkees, and so was everybody else. At my school, they had their first album, and um, everyone would ask to play that first album. I knew they had other albums, I but... Um, I didn't know much about them, but my mom one day, I'm coming into um, the car, she went, guess what, someone at my work, um, I told them that you like the monkeys, so guess what, and there were four monkeys albums in the back seat, their first and their third, and 
their fourth and their fifth. And I was like, whoa, I was the only one now who not only had the first album, but I had three of the others. I didn't have the second because they didn't have the second, but I had four of them and, and I listened to that a lot. And then later I was visiting my cousins um, in, um, I think it was, um, it, it, it wasn't San Francisco, but it was like um, next to it. It was like close to San Francisco and um, um, maybe Burlingame. Uh, and, um, and then there was this um, lady who was visiting their, she was their next door neighbor. And, and she was a cool lady with sunglasses and like the kind of hippie scarves and stuff. And, and um, we were talking um, and I mentioned the monkeys and she went, oh, uh, I have a copy of one of the monkeys albums. Would you like it? And I went, uh, okay. So we went to her house, and I went and I looked, and it was the second album that I didn't have. And nice. so she um, um, gave me that album, and then I had all of the albums. And so that was really cool. So I was the only guy who had all of the Monkees albums. And and, and, and then um, I used to listen to um, all of them pretty much a lot. And then I went to school and I brought them and I said, guess what I got? And I showed them and went, yeah, but it's not the first album. It's like, don't you want to hear anything from the rest of it? Well, we don't know any of the songs. Well, so they were, pardon me, Mark, but they were kind of like you. I mean, you'll listen to the songs, but you kind of don't like all of them. But I like the hits. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at but least... But I listen you, to Let's Go. But That but was a great sings, song, though. Okay, but why... Yeah. yeah that, but, was, but, that wasn't a huge yeah. hit by them. Yeah, but, but, but what I'm going to say is at least... At least you'll listen. You'll listen. They wouldn't even listen. So you're cool in that way. You're cool because you at least listen. But yeah, Let's Dance On was a song that I like. Let's Dance On is one of my favorites off of the album really good song yeah man. it's really groovy. Yeah. i like it yeah and, you know i like the monkeys man i love that television series yeah that television series is fucking amazing the comp comedic timing those four had together yeah you know mike nesmith was a straight man peter tork was the dork yeah uh it was like mickey dolence and uh davy jones were like the sexy members of the band yeah so that's pretty cool, man. Remember, remember Davy Jones going on uh, the Brady Bunch? Yeah. In fact, um, I I saw I saw Peter Tork um, when he was um, just playing in a bar um, with um, a um, like a like a band that he was just doing um, on the side. So I so I got to see him too. This band gets so shit on because they were put together by a producer. Okay, Mickey Dolenz learned how to play drums. Peter Tork 
Davy Jones, and Mark Nesmith were already musicians. Mickey Dolenz was just a, wasn't a musician, but he learned how to do it. Thing is, this band gets so fucking underrated. It's fucked up. I do like all the hits, but those hits are way better than what they are putting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now. It's like, this yeah. band gets no credit for nothing. It's fucked mm. up. They were entertainment. They had the first rock and roll fucking show on network mm -hmm. television. This band deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but we know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the Rock and Roll Hall of Shit. So, I agree with you. Monkeys are a good band. They need to be yeah. in there. They Just because they were put together like the Backstreet Boys and the Sex Pistols were mm -hmm. put together by a fucking producer like the Monkeys, but the Sex Pistols get in there for one album, the fucking Monkeys have a hundred more songs that are better than... Any of those what eight songs on it first sex? <laughs> God I, damn! I kind of I kind of agree with you. The fuck? Yeah, Ken Mills, fact, you're right. The monkeys do deserve to be in there, man. Yep. Yeah. In fact, my sister waited on Peter Tork, and um, when she worked as a waitress and and asked him, my brother would like to know because he loves the band and why they break up. So she said he sat her down. She went, okay, I'll tell you all of it. So he went in and told her the whole story and spent about maybe 20 minutes, you know, telling her about the the monkeys. And she reported to me. So that was cool, too. Yeah, I'm just going, the monkeys get so much shit, but you have all these bands like Instinct, Blink-180, fucking Stew. Uh -huh. And yeah. all these bands that people fucking worship, fucking Limp Bizkit, and all that shit, and the monkeys don't get I'm no getting fucking a drink, credit. But, but, but keep talking and swearing for about 10 seconds and I'll be right back. Ah, God. I'm going to smoke a little weed here. But I'm just going, the monkeys get shit on Green Day, even Green Day. God dang, the monkeys are better than all these fucking bands. And you got shit on him. You got bands out there lip syncing. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Give the monkeys some fucking credit. You know, I'm, I, I just fucking go right. because I'm, I was going to go on to our number I'm, two. My number two, but you fucking... I I'm want back. To... I All hope right. you had swear. You guys <laughs> might be like saying, what? He didn't pick the number one? He didn't pick Rush number one? He didn't mm. play a song by Rush. Why do I need to play any songs by Rush? Why do I need to tell you they're my number two? If you listen to the podcast, you know this. There's only one greatest band of all time. Just because they are my favorite band of all time doesn't mean they should be number one. Rush. The first band I saw live two days in a row on the Presto Tour. The first band I saw them on Hold Your Fire Tour. I've never had a bet. I just remember the second night of the Presto Tour where I told my friend Victor Rodriguez. I go, hey Victor, you're going to watch everybody in this fucking forum doing air drumming. And then after the show, he goes, Mark, you were right. Everybody was acting like they were playing drums. I go, because the thinking the fucking great Neil Peart, which Jerry will retort and go pert, but uh, mm. fuck you, Jerry, you suck. Just joking. Well, there is a drummer named Morris Pert, P 
P-E-R-T. No, no, he wasn't the drummer, but Phil Collins was the drummer in that group, Brand X. But Morris Pert... What, 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 what? Phil Collins was in a band? I didn't know he was in a band. And and um, the the bassist, I think, was Morris Pert. But it's a different guy. What, yeah, what, Brand what X. What band was this Phil Collins band? Brand X. What years did they play? It, it, it was around maybe the late, like, like around maybe like 76 to around maybe 82. He, he, he was only on like a couple of albums. Oh, he was also in a group called Arc 2. Um, I'm writing this that's, shit down. That's, that's just the name of the group. No, 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 I forget what the name of the group was, but the album was Arc 2. It was not there was no arc one i don't know why they called it arc two it's a not very good album it sounds like like bland pop crap but it was technically the the first group that did an album and um then after that then he was in um, um genesis and i think you know so he had some you didn't just send me those two as, albums with Brand okay, X okay. and those albums with I I love him. But but I will say so he had some recognition around town in England at that time, which was partly I think why he could have gotten the gig in Genesis because they could tell right away that he knew what he was doing as a drummer. Anyway. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the best drummers of all time. Yeah. Nobody, you, you like hear a song. You hear a song from like Eric Clapton, like on Behind the Sun or August albums. You know that's Phil Collins playing drums behind him. Yeah. You know that's him. Yeah. I saw him play drums live. You know what? You rule, dude. <laughs> I saw him yeah. on the Not Dead tour when he was in a wheelchair. Mm. His his son was great though. Oh, right on. But they're we're to our rush. I just gotta say, rush. God dang, I I don't have to explain why I like them, do I? Do do both of us have to explain why our number one bands are the same? Um, What's your number one band then? Okay, I had to pick them because they were like. The first band that I loved. They're a band whose music influenced me. I used to play their music a lot on the piano. They Their style is a part of how I play piano. The Beatles. And um, I um, listened to their music a lot. Um, I used to watch the cartoon which late in later years, when I saw the cartoon, I thought it was kind of cheap and not well done. But at the time, when you're like two or three and you're listening and or you're watching it, or maybe I was more like four or five, I forget the years. But during that time, it's great. And um, I even remember the day my sister came when I was in... Um, kindergarten and um she picked me up and um usually my mom picked me up but she picked me up specifically and said i have bad news for you and i said when she went the beatles broke up 
and it, and, and it was like, um, well, I was sad, of course, by that. You know what? There had been reports about them not getting along. Kind of like How there were, old were you when this happened? Uh, I'll tell you in a moment. Just like when Kiss had reports about Peter and then he left. But I was um, about either five oh. or six. And because um, they technically broke up in... Um, Um, I was probably, um, 70, 70. late, late, late 70 or, or, well, you're five years it, older than me, so you'd be if, like five when they broke up, right? 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was either five or if they technically broke up in 1971, if six, I I, I would have still been five because I was born late in the year. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I was about five. And so, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, um, yeah, I was about five. And so, uh, anyway, um, I, but, but it, it wasn't a big surprise because I knew that they were fighting, but still, Everyone was sad about it. Uh, yeah, I, I just remember when I was like, what, seven? I think 76, mm -hmm. 77. Well, 77 sometimes. That they were always talking on the radio, Mom was spreading the radio, that the Beatles were talking about getting back together. <coughs> you know what? Mm -hmm. When was when was John shot 80? And that just went out the window. Yeah. 1980. So, it's like, we both agree that the Beatles are our favorite band of all time. You can't yeah. say they're not because they are the best band of all time. Even though Rush is my favorite band of all time, the Beatles mm -hmm. is like, without the Beatles, I wouldn't have Rush. I wouldn't have Black Sabbath. You wouldn't have fucking Foreigner, Cheap Trick, Metallica, RL Speedwagon. The Beatles changed rock. They changed history. It's like, you cannot put, the Beatles are always, you people like Bushy with the Rolling Stones. There would be no Rolling Stones without the fucking Beatles. My God, this band changed the world. I have never seen a band change the world as the Beatles did. Mm -hmm. Pop culture, the way you dress, the way you grow your hair. There would be no long hair heavy meddlers without the Beatles. Mm -hmm. because the Beatles set all the trends in seven years. Yeah. And there's no way they can't not be the best band of all time. So I agree with you, Lee, on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the monkey, like I said, the monkeys should be in the Hall of Fame, and they're fucking idiots yeah. for not putting them in there. They are. Three of yeah. them are musicians. One of them became one. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Like in Davy Jones was singing Broadway shows, wasn't he? He's already a singer. Yeah, um, his first album, um, just called David Jones. If you listen to the first few songs, you'd think it was only a Broadway pop album. But if you keep listening to it, there are some rock stuff on it. So don't be fooled. He he did do some rock stuff. 
right. back in the early days. And it's not a bad album. It's 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 um his stuff is is an acquired taste. You you either will be able to get into it or you won't. But I do actually think it's worth taking a listen to because it's it's a better album than you would think. That's me. It's it's a green album cover. It just shows this picture on. It's called David Jones. So I'm just going to say for the great Charles Trainer that he would have probably been a three-way tie on the number one greatest fan of all time. Thank mm -hmm. you, John, Paul, George, and Ringo for setting us up for music for the next seven, 60 years. Like Brian Epstein said, the Beatles music will still be played 100 years from now. What are they, 60 years out now? Something like that? Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, uh. Well, well, they 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 started in nineteen. Well, album wise, they started in nineteen sixty three. So, um, sixty, um, seventy three, eighty three, ninety three, um, two thousand three, two thousand thirteen, to the yeah, sixty years. They're still relevant. Yeah, Brian Jones is like in hit the nail on the head on that one because they are the greatest band of all time yep. without the Beatles I don't think I like any music mm -hmm. I don't think I like Foreigner huh. they got me into that my stepdad tried to get me into country with the Oak Ridge Boys it didn't work because of the Beatles uh, you want to listen to Asleep at the Wheel Oak Ridge Boys no Asleep at the Wheel Who? that's the name of the group oh you know, there's a great song by Suicidal Tendencies called Asleep at the Wheel. <laughs> um, oh, I, I should give you a link to their very first album. It's it's actually kind of rock. Yeah. They, they weren't totally country. They, they were kind of like, um, if, if Molly Hatchet sounded a little more like, um, like, hmm. Like like Oak Ridge Boys, but 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 not quite, no. <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know, you no, know no. what I was surprised about your list, Lee. Mm. You didn't pick Led Zeppelin. Um, mm. I I didn't. You didn't pick Led Zeppelin. Um, that's because even though they were a, a personal favorite in a lot of ways. <laughs> Um, they, they, they came after I was already influenced by these other people. Okay. And that's why I didn't pick Kiss either. Yeah, I was like, no Kiss, no and and, and and I didn't pick the Rolling Stones, and I didn't pick ACDC, even though, if you would sit, um, top ten, then I might have picked them. Well, I but didn't, pick, I didn't pick any Night Ranger or Tesla either. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, just because, yeah, like, like you said, just because they're favorite bands, it doesn't mean that they're on the list for these specific influential bands. Yeah. Is what I'm saying for me. Yeah, it's like me and you rule because we picked the Beatles. Sure. I think if Jerry was on the show, he would have picked Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. One of those two bands yeah. would have been in his top two. 
so Jerry, get in the comments on this episode and let us know what your top two are. <laughs> I'm not asking, like, I just yeah. want to see if Jerry listens to his own podcast. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, for instance, the difference between the Jackson 5 and ACDC is like if you play the Jackson 5 stuff on the piano, it's more interesting and complex. If you played ACDC on the piano, you just go da 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 Well, how about the next song? Da 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 You know? So yeah, there you go. All right, man. Thank you, Lee, for coming on this special episode. Thank you. I'm 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 grateful to Well Maybe I'm not grateful. Maybe I'm just um, maybe I'm 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 just tolerant of being on. But but thank you anyway. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was a, it was a good show. Uh, I'm just saying, if I was a narcissist, thank you. I'm grateful too. Do, don't you think I'd be pissed that you picked Bushy and Charles Overby as your favorite co uh, podcasters? And I just mm. laugh at it. <laughs> I'm not a narcissist, man. Uh, well, what? Well, no, actually, you're 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 not too far down. I, I it, it's just I'm I'm lower on the list than you. Okay, um, I, I I don't I I don't I don't like myself as a host as much as I like you. So 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 can can you dig that? I dude, I just laugh at it. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny because we. It's only because you you asked. If, if you didn't ask, you would know, and then it wouldn't matter. I like stats, man. <laughs> I just. Guy. It's 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 just a matter of if we're talking about the voice and the cool. Oh yeah, they, they've my, got it. My voice is just stonerific, but they they are. No, right. no, you're 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 good. But 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 you're more like um, I'm um, laid back. Yeah yeah you you you're, but um, you're maybe um. I I'm just gonna say I you're just, maybe number four. I I just think I sound real. I sound like me. I don't try to act like someone else. Yeah. And, 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 and because you're so totally different than most people, you don't even have to act. No, because act because your 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 strangeness comes through. <laughs> I like to be weird, dude. That's me. My my even when I try to be normal, I still sound strange. So I, I, I you know what I mean? That's why we made a great show together. Strange and stranger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, man. Lee, you fucking rule. I love you. Thank you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for everything I said in the beginning. I'm thankful for all these bands. Any I'm final thoughts, I'm thankful that we're Lee? finishing. But no, um, I, I will say um, I'm getting, um, I'm, let's just say I, um, I like good music. Okay, that, those are my <laughs> thoughts. I do too. I think Jerry would have picked Boston also just to give him a little shout oh. out there. The, I don't know what the Mooger would have picked. Mooger, you need to comment on this episode so I know what you would have picked. Mm -hmm. But man, let's get out of here. And you know what I like to say, Lee? I like you to say goodbye. Because I'm thankful for that. All right. I'll do it like this. 
Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. <laughs> I want to say good night, sweetheart, and goodbye, Freeform Mill. I mean, um, Freeform Rock Podcast people. da Later. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.